This podcast is part of a special midweek Lenten series calling us to abide in Jesus. These midweek broadcasts will happen beginning Ash Wednesday until Maundy Thursday. You're listening to Cedar Hills Community Church in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Good evening. My name is Kyle French and I'm the Director of Children and Family Ministries here at Cedar Hills. And it's a great pleasure that I'm able to open up the Word with you this evening. We get to dive right into our text and we all know full well what is going around and how it's impacting our lives. But we do need to be reminded of and consistently in these moments is that we worship a gracious and powerful God. That he's not afraid of our questions, of sitting with us in our pain and our frustration. That maybe it feels like right now you want to scream because of your anxiousness or because it's been so hard to be productive from your makeshift home and home office and the kids are getting bored and relentless and and it's hard to find new ways to entertain them. It's becoming a chore in itself. And perhaps if you feel comfortable saying it, we are grieving our way of life. Our routines have been so thrown off and it's slowly getting to us if it hasn't already. And so this cultural moment we could say is utterly disruptive and it feels so burdening because it is actually attacking our identities and, and removing who we are. And so let me explain this thought. And as we pull from our passage this week, as we look into uh, John sixteen five through 24, and since we're a little limited on time this evening, I'd really like us to focus on a few selected passages where the context really shines through. So we'll be specifically looking at sixteen sixteen and 16, 20 through 24. And so let me start off by uh, reading for us 16, 16, which is a statement from Jesus to his disciples as he is alluding to his future ascension and rising to sit at the right hand of the Father. And he says this, In a little while you won't see me anymore, but a little while after that you will see me again. And so for where we sit today, this may feel obvious and straightforward, but to them it's really confusing and we can understand their concern. They have been accustomed to such a way of life that by losing Jesus, they are losing who they are and a part of their own identity. And so they don't realize what's going to come, and they don't know and can't visualize what's coming. And so as their, their ideas and their mantras have been developed by Jesus through his ministry, They are thinking in a thought process that sees that in the Greco-Roman world, anyone that brings through a new idea or creates a new group, that group or idea usually dies with them. And so what's going to happen when Jesus dies and when he fades away? What's going to happen to them? And so Jesus answers these concerns and has these things in mind as we read 16, 20 through 24, and I'll read it for us. It says, I tell you the truth, and here in this context, He's not saying, I tell you the truth, just as a general statement, but he's actually being very empathetic in the way that he's saying it. So whenever you say, here, I tell you the truth, or truly, truly, think of it as an empathetic tone, as someone coming alongside you and putting your arm around you and just acknowledging that there's struggle, but let me tell you what's going to go on. What's what's the truth here? And so I'll continue. You will weep and mourn over what is happening to me, but the world will rejoice You will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn to wonderful joy. It will be like a woman suffering the pains of labor. When her child is born, her anguish gives way to joy because she has brought a new baby into the world. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice, and no one can rob you of that joy. 
at that time you won't need to ask me for anything. And I tell you the truth, again, truly, truly, you will ask the Father directly and he will grant you your request because your use of my name. You haven't done this before. So ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. And this is living life in the vine. And so while our English translations get the matter a little off, but they get the concept. And as Jesus, as we know, is coming alongside them and saying, truly, truly, or being very empathetic with them. He's acknowledging that there's an inability to be separated from him. That while they may feel that his death and resurrection and ascension is something we lose, they haven't come to know that this is the good news of the gospel, that he has overcome death and given us peace and reconciliation to his father. But if we're familiar with the book of Acts and, and seen the Pentecost and bear witness to what the text tells us, we can see that the coming of the Holy Spirit did exactly what Christ was expecting. And even tonight in our homes, we can find joy in being able to worship together, to be the church in many places, united in one Holy Spirit. So no matter where we are, we are one tonight. That death and disruption has not separated the church, because we are the church no matter where we are, whether we're in our homes, worshiping together, wherever it may be, we are one tonight as the church, the body of Christ. And interestingly, as an addition, the life of the life and ministry of Jesus Christ was well documented as a disruption of itself. It's a disruption to the status quo and the common way of life in the Greco-Roman culture. So this evening, I'd love to challenge you in recognizing what it means to be a follower of Christ in whatever routine and whatever context that looks like for you. And what I mean by this is when we come to such a time as this, where our faith begins to take on water and our hearts begin to be overthrown and taken over by the tidal waves of storms, and, and we need to acknowledge who or what is carrying you through. Is it you or is it Jesus? And if we're honest, it can be so hard in our daily lives to find space for practicing the ways of Jesus, to be in our spiritual disciplines or to be thinking spiritual things and be focused on Christ. But that's what's going to carry us through, and especially in times like these. So ironically, it is the disruption of Jesus that carries us through the tragedies and the heartbreaks of our lives. And by reorienting ourselves daily around our true identities as followers of Christ, we can find comfort in the most painful and troubling disruptions of our lives. And so as we close this evening, I wanted to remind us of this impressive truth from Romans 8, 37 through 39. And know in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So tonight, may God continue to keep you and bless you. Good night. We pray you are blessed by today's message from Cedar Hills Community Church. 
For more information about our church or how to support our ministry, visit www.cedarhillscr.org.